Welcome to another episode of the Dorks and Stuff podcast, where although we are down one Haitian, we do not let that stop us from greatness, where we cook, we clean, and we give you daily anime, manga, and entertainment entertainment on a daily basis. And of course, as I must reiterate, we wait until marriage to have sex. This is fact. I'm not going to be fighting anybody on this fact. All right, because I've had too many people go up to be Haitians are trifling, Haitians are this, Haitians are that. And I'm like, those were boys. All right, that's your problem. All right, don't bring your trauma upon us perfect Haitian men. But we have a doozy for you today. We are going, Dragon Ball Super Superhero came out. And uh, I think I've expressed some of my opinions in the past. I don't remember. But we're going to be talking about that. And we're going to be talking about One Piece 2 exciting things that makes us Haitian men very happy and prevent us from cheating and, you know, not being loyal to the ones we love. So Thanks. today, as you know, as you heard from our introduction, Lou's not here, but we have Sasha. What's up? What's up? Whose Afro is just as vibrant and great as ever. I'm jealous because I'm bald and <laughs> I'm hating. I, I, I am hating to a, well, not to a huge degree, but I'm a hater. I'm hating right now. Because, you know, every time I see that afro, I'm like, damn, nigga, that could have been me. You got a fire-ass beard, though. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I'm going to diet. I'm going to diet pink. No, <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I could never... I never understood the whole fad with dyeing the beard. Like, I guess dyeing... Would you ever dye your afro? No. You would not? No. Wouldn't that damage your hair? I, If it's done incorrectly, probably, but... I don't plan on doing anything with my hair. The most I'll do is probably like braid it one time just to see what it looks like. Fair. But fair. I'd rather do that where there's going to be a time where I'm not going to have to deal with any like talking. No, make sure the Haitian elders are not around. Because you, yeah, exactly. You're going to get a talking too. But you know, hey, you're at the age now where you're free and all they can do is talk shit. <laughs> but I still don't want to deal with it. No, I feel you on that. I, I hear you on that 100%. So... What should we tackle first? Should we tackle Dragon Ball first? Should we tackle One Piece first? I'm down to tackle whichever. Dragon Ball Super is probably going to be more entertaining, for me at least. So, One Piece first. Okay, One Piece. Okay, so Wano, after like a million years, has ended. Like, oh, and of course, if you're not caught up on the One Piece manga, there will be spoilers. There will absolutely be spoilers. Yep. So, you should skip to the point. I'm, I'm going to have... I normally have... Uh, what do they call time them? Timestamps. Timestamps. There we go. I normally have timestamps for like from when to when is happening. So if you don't want to be spoiled on the One Piece manga, skip to the timestamp in which we talk about Dragon Ball Super. You'll Otherwise, see it on the description. Yeah, exactly. So if your dumbass gets spoiled, that's your damn fault. It ain't my fault. I tried. I, I tried. I tried my very best. And because as a perfect Haitian man, I cannot lie to you. So that's why I have to tell you that there are spoilers coming. So again, Wano has finally ended. And it's, it almost feels so real, to be honest, because we've been dealing with Wano for so long, it's, but a lot has happened. There's mm -hmm. a lot of information. And even the stuff, and this is probably what makes One Piece uh, at its, what makes it at its uh, best is the things that happen after and the events and how the Straw Hats actions influence the rest of the world. I wouldn't I, even say after. I would say during the time that we're with the Straw Hats, there are other things happening in the world. That we, we don't know about, we don't see about until like random periods. Facts. But no, but normally we don't know what's happening outside of the Straw Hats until 
either closer. I mean, you'll get little snippets during the middle, mm-hmm. but you really get a grand scheme of what's happening right after the arc. Because literally, True. True. After, or after the final battle, because technically they beat Kaido and then you pretty much like it was uh that Green Bull came in and you know wrecked havoc, which was fucking awesome. Which you know, it's, again, Yonko's over Admirals, but we're not gonna get there today. But no, like you, but but I'm starting to feel now that the Straw Hats actions are starting to actually have like because before it was, I felt like it was kind of the Straw Hats reacting to the world of One Piece, but now for the first time, it's the world respond like reacting to the straw hats because the only other mm. instance in which the world responded to the straw hats was uh not not the bark the arc before that water seven i call it water seven and its lobby i can't really them. yeah yeah okay yeah. and the I reason i address rosa as well actually true 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 but water seven uh it points out to me strong uh even stronger because that was the first time that they really uh they really attack the world government in their name for the correct, most part. Correct. So that that caught the world government's attention. They're like, wait a minute, who are these little shits like who they think they are? These guys are really gonna try to sit here and go to war with us. Ex- exactly. And there's like what, five, six of them? What are they gonna do? And now here we are. Yeah, exactly. And and not only that, they have a they have a crew, like um an army. It's it's really, really they have a easy. grand fleet. Yeah. Yo, it's so it's so easy to forget that because uh it's Having conversations with my brother, because my brother made a great point that it's all about how people perceive you. It's not always about the truth. Correct. Because how the One Piece world sees it is Luffy has this big army and, you know, motherfuckers are going to work and they're they're just riding deep. And Luffy, you know, being the free care character, he's just like, look, I want to be free. All of y'all can be free. If we need you, nigga, then come, you know, then yeah. come on by. If, but if you need us, let us know and we'll we'll get to you. Like exactly. That's exactly. how it's gonna work because we're allies at this point. Like you helped me, I helped you. We all had this common goal. We met that. Precisely. Cool. Precisely. Which which is what I and again, this is one of like the end of this arc uh showed me why I like Luffy as a main character so much. Because Luffy, for one, even though his character development is not like grand or whatever, he does have character development, but Luffy is the character development, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Luffy is the he is the character that gives other characters character development. Whether that's Nami, whether that's Zoro, whether that's anybody they've met throughout uh throughout One Piece. Yep. We can talk Robin. Evie. I think Robin is probably the number one example. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, Momonosuke even now. Yeah. Momonosuke mm-hmm. because because mm-hmm. Luffy pushes other characters to change and to actually go towards the goal cuz a lot cuz it's a lot of the same themes like uh there's normally like when Luffy meets these characters, there's normally a barrier that is in the way of them achieving their goal. Correct. One example is Vivi. Uh Crocodile and his goons are in uh, Alabasta. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wants a more. St- she wants her nation to be a bit more stable. Government to be overthrown. Crocodile's in the way of that. Luffy normally helps in that regard, and he helps push the character to to greater heights. Correct. Which in turn uh, develops the character, and it also contributes to the story in the long term. Momonosuke. Momonosuke is going to be the same fucking thing because Momonosuke, a fucking crybaby. Uh, d- doesn't really have a lot of self-confidence in himself, doesn't believe in himself. Luffy kind of pushes him to be the best version of himself. 
it was funny like one of the scene that made me laugh he's like you know he's gonna do like the big fucking like gear five punches like look i'm gonna punch kaido you have to figure it out like yeah just figure it the fuck out make up the cause so you can save uh wano he's like but i believe in you though i believe yeah. in you i'm gonna take care of this situation here you take care of that situation and um i forgot who i was watching but they kind of said like this is an important thing because this is essentially luffy being a big brother finally. Absolutely. When he was always the little brother. Absolutely. Oh, abs- oh, I agree. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. I love that moment between him and Momonosuke. Because Momonosuke was crying. Like, he was he was acting like, you know, uh, he was going to do something to Luffy. And no, what made me laugh was fucking Kinemon. He's like, yo, depending on Luffy's answer, we got to decide. I'm like, I'm like, nigga, what you going to do to Luffy, bro? Like, Luffy has Zoro, Sanji, and look. People sleeping on Sanji. I still think Zoro's stronger, but Sanji's nothing to sleep at. You have Jinbei, a former warlord. You have Nico Robin, who's nothing to slouch at. Nami has Zeus, has um, has Zeus, yep. as who can basically attack on his own. I'm like, Nick, like, what you going to do, bro? What, what you about? To stop the cat, bro. Stop the cat. Like, Kinemon, shut, shut up. Shut, 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 your, shut your ass up. You ain't, you ain't. Oh, if Luffy wanted to fucking give you noogies all across Wano, there's not a damn thing you could do about it. It's like, stop it, Kinemon. Question. He, Sorry. That? No, go ahead. Do you think either Frankie, Chopper, or Usopp can beat Kinemon in the fight? Frankie, Usopp, or, or Ch- Chopper. Or Chopper? Ooh. Because. This randomly just popped into my mind as you were saying. That's a that. good question because. As as annoying as some people found Kinemon, I thought he was whatever. Like Kinemon to me was like, and he has a devil fruit too. I forgot about that too. Yeah. But does it work? Does the devil fruit work? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because he because he he ate the I think he uh he ate one of the smile fruits if I'm not mistaken. No, uh, Fuku Fuku no Mi, which is a paramecia type, and it's the ability to create clothing, as oh. well as other things. So what a useless nev- fruit. <laughs> the ability to create clothing? Yeah. I mean, he'll never be naked, I guess. <laughs> like, like you could, you could, like, you never have to, you know, you never have to buy clothes again. But then again, when you make clothes, can you make the clothes do something? So, Facts. it, it all... I, I think with him having his samurai skills and being able to cut fire and Zoro learning that from him, I mm. think that alone puts him, like, I don't want to say a top tier swordsman, I mean, but like I, I don't think he. He's not a slouch for yeah. sure because he has he has hockey. He can use hockey. He has an observation hockey. Can he? Does he? Uh, yeah, yeah. He has hockey. Yeah, he has observation hockey. So he because Frankie hasn't shown us any hockey. Uh, Chopper hasn't shown us any hockey. Usopp has shown us hockey with the observation, observation hockey. We still need to use this. The, look, like look. F- for Elbaf, I am still hoping for the return of Soga King. Uh, they Oda needs to make this happen, bro. Oda needs to make Soga King to come back because this is the only character that had an intro. All right, he had his own intro within the show. Within the show, like, bro, come on, bro, like, you, you, bro, bro, like the, the Japanese version is way better than the English. Hundred percent on that. I didn't. I didn't even listen to the English version. I've never listened. I've, I've I've only known the Japanese version, I'm and and the thing that's funny is that that is like that's not even something that the anime made up. This is legit, like in the manga, like his intro, <laughs> like, like and they show that and they show like the toy animation. No, well, not the toy animation, but the um, 
What's the other thing? Fuck, with the waterfalls come out? I forgot what, that's, what, the, what that one's called. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that actually comes up in everything. It's fucking hilarious. I'm like, yo, Soge King is the best version of Usopp. I don't give a fuck. Nobody can tell me nothing. Because Soge King was peak fiction in Water 7. <laughs> like, <laughs> when, and, and yo, when, when Zoro used him as a sword, I was, I was dead. I'm like, bro, like, Soge King like, can do no wrong. That no. was A1. A one, absolutely. A one, a, a like bring Soge King back. If 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 this is going to be Usopp's character development, which people are predicting Elbaf is going to be, bring back Soge King, please. And then what I would love is Soge King to come back, and Luffy's like, oh shit, Soge King's okay. You know, Luffy and how'd you Chop- find us? Yeah, exa- exactly. Like, cause you know, Luffy's like mad stupid. He's like, whoa, Sam, it's Soge King. Like, where'd you come from? Nah, and but it- Luffy knows. Huh? Luffy Does knows. he really? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. At one point, um. It was in Water 7 where he realized, like, the clothing was the same. Mm-hmm. And, like, he didn't really pay attention to the nose or anything, but it was just the clothing that he was wearing that he paid attention oh, to. Oh, really? He noticed it. I thought he did. I thought I'll, to I'll have day, to go back and send that to you. Yeah, okay. Yeah, please do. Because from this moment on, I thought that he didn't know this whole time, which, which actually would make it even funnier, like, this whole time if he didn't know that Usopp was so... Because... Everyone else noticed before Luffy, like Zoro, Zoro uh, Nami, Sanji. They were they're like, bro, that's fucking Usopp. Yeah. The crazy thing is, why would they give Soge King a bounty as well as the rest of the Straw Hats together? That's facts because we still don't know. Uh, no, because we haven't seen the bounty of Soge King in like a while. Because it's it's been. But they change him to God Usopp, <laughs> which which shows that even the the navy. Knows that oh he's so oh he's so I see what you say I see what you say yo God Usa that yo dress again oh that that second best Usopp was Dressrosa Usopp bro when when by accident but by by, by, I mean not a bigger joke thing than Buggy Buggy the clown is a literal fucking clown bro let's get into that yo 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 with the recent chapter all right what was it ten fifty eight yep it, it showed how the Cross Guild was formed. All right. Oh, and before we get to that, uh, I think Kinemon can't beat them, actually. Mm-hmm. But just because of the fact that he can, he knows how to use hockey. So he doesn't. I, he doesn't. There's no hockey. There's no there, hockey. No. I could have sworn Kinemon can use hockey. Nope. I just checked. Fuck if he can. Then fuck if he cannot use hockey. I have to double check that. I have to. I have to double check everything because I'm like, how the fuck? Because <laughs> how the fuck was he fighting with? Uh, Kaido, I mean, even though it wasn't only him, but, you know, he was keeping up with the rest of the Akazaya 9. So, whatever. That, that, I, I, think of that later. We'll, we'll, we'll get into Buggy the Clown. <laughs> Buggy the Clown and the Cross Guild, which is the funniest part of this fucking chapter, honestly. It was actually the, the part that I enjoyed the most. Mm, because, okay. because, like, again, like my brother says, on the outside, it looks like Buggy is like, oh, he got Mihawk under him. He got yeah, crocodile. crocodile. He got these hard hitters under him. But in reality, this dude is a fucking bitch. This dude is a bootlicker, literally. Like, he's just like, yo, let me lick your boots, bro. Yo, I'll lick your boots if you let me live. Like, <laughs> yo, but, yo, Buggy is the very definition of, I'm at the right place at the right time. Like, Part and 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 the things I've mentioned to you before, they mentioned it in this chapter. They're like, oh, Buggy's dangerous. Like he was part of um, he was part of Roger's crew. Yep. 
he he implemented the plan to get out of Impel Down because we us the readers like nigga what like like Buck like Bucky was like, I mean he benefited don't get me wrong but he he by no means was planned that uh that escape he participated in Marine Ford he was a former warlord and now and now he's a Yonko and he has a uh, Mihawk and Crocodile as the Cross Guild like bro like. I could understand in the government's eyes, they view him as a threat because they view him as the leader of the Cross Guild, which it actually could be far from the truth because Mihawk is like, bro, if this man, like, no, oh, the fact that Crocodile was so pissed when, when he found out that, um, that they look at Buggy as the leader. It's like, they, yo, why are you on top? I'm not following you. Why? Why? That made happening. me LOL, bro. And then, like, of course, one of his stupid... Was like, Buggy, you're so amazing. Like, I had to pick you at the top. I was just like... I'm like, of course. Of course, that, that's how it would happen. But the thing is, like, I, I get that. Buggy's surrounded by a bunch of ignorant yes-men. Period. Yes, absolutely. Period. But at the same time, I feel like Crocodile and Mihawk know who Buggy is and know that he's a bumbling idiot. Of course. Of, so... Of, of course. Why would they even be mad at him and not just like attack his crew or even like be like, hey, you guys, Buggy isn't who he says he is? Well, if like, anything, Mihawk doesn't seem to be mad. Mihawk is just like the less. He was a little bit. A little bit, but then as the chapter goes on, he's like, look, I just want to live in peace. The less attention that's drawn to me, the better. Yeah. So if we if, get rid of you now and you just became a Yonko, someone else is going to have to take the spot. And whoever gets rid of you is most likely going to take that. I'm not going to be that guy. Exactly. So, because because the because you're right. He was initially, like, annoyed, but it was more like a initial reaction to, like, when something's immediate. Like, you're, like you immediately react to something. Like, if somebody, like, hit me on the arm, like, my immediate reaction would go like that. Mm -hmm. But if it's an accident or whatever, then you're like, oh, okay, it's an accident. That's kind of what it was like. It was like, Miyako's was like, well, you know, it's kind of annoying that you're, they're depicting you as this guy that you're not but at the end of the day we can use him to our benefit because yep. i don't want to be a yonko i don't want that kind of heat so i just want to kind of move in the shadows and you know if you suck and we don't need you anymore we can just throw you to the side pretty much and so um uh, i don't i mean i think he was annoyed like i mentioned he was annoyed but eventually he he he, he warmed up to it he's like this could actually be a good thing yep and Crocodile was, I mean, Crocodile was the one that was more upset because he's just like because it's it's essentially his company. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, Crocodile looks at Buggy as a clown. I mean, <laughs> as as a fucking clown. I mean, as a joke. he looks at him as a waste of space who shouldn't be in the position of power that he's at. Absolutely, I think not. everyone looks at him that way. I, I mean, they should. Well, except for the people, his yes men. Except for his yes, his yes men look at him as this guy that's just you know. You and know, look, you know what's crazy, Alvita, uh, the the dude and uh, that has the lion and the the acrobatic. Mm. They've been with Buggy for so long, and they don't understand that Buggy's just lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is just hitting me now. They've yo. been with him the longest, and they were like his his like, I guess like right and left hand people. Yep. and they don't know this. I mean, Buggy is literally 90% luck and 10% skill. Like, he, he is literally the luckiest pirate in One Piece. Bar none. The luckiest pirate in One Piece. Because his devil fruit might be his saving grace. Oh, it absolutely is. It absolutely he is. He essentially can't get cut. He can't, that's facts. 
And also, uh, man, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's all good. It's all good. I fucking <laughs> lost my train of thought. Uh, Crocodile looks at him as a, a joke, pretty much. As a joke? No, well, not only that. that that's but, the um, last thing you said. It is, but no, I was I was gonna say something. Fuck. Well, I guess it, I guess it lost me now. But yeah, but, but Buggy <laughs> the clown is literally a fucking clown, and I mean the no and the okay yeah I remember my train of thought. The fact that Buggy has made it so far. Not showing any hockey feats, not showing any impressive feats for his devil fruit, not even awakening his devil fruit. Like the fact that this man has made it this far is so hilarious, bro. Like it, it, it is so like it is literally the definition of somebody that's moved up in the company and he doesn't know what the hell he's doing, but for whatever reason, he's at the top upper echelon of the company, and you're just like, wait, why like this dude like I'm more talented than this guy. Why does he have the rank that he is? And he just and he's just that one employee that just happens to catch break after break after break. And then on top of that, the bosses love him too. So that also helps. So that's literally who Buggy is. But honestly, it's a joke. I like the joke because when he was a Yonko, like when he was announced as a Yonko, I was not surprised. I was not surprised in the slightest because I was just like, really? Yeah, no, because like I mentioned, because if you look at history, like if you look at One Piece history, if I were to tell you without any context to One Piece, any context into any characters, I'd tell you, okay, this character used to be part of Roger's crew. Uh, he, he went to Impel Down, mm-hmm. escaped, was an was a integral part of, part of Marine Ford, yep. became a warlord, right? Got chased off by the government because they don't want the warlords anymore. And then after that, he's now a Yonko with a formal with two former warlords under him and their crew. With like again, with no context. With no context, you're thinking, damn, like that's crazy. Like, because again, you're thinking that's a hell of a pirate. Like, that's legendary. Facts. That's legendary. But again, that's no context. That's no, that's not no context into how things are. But I think I think the difference is having someone tell you all this versus kind of watching and reading One Piece from the beginning and kind of like seeing all this stuff because a lot of this stuff isn't told right away. Of we course. Don't, we don't necessarily know he was part of Roger's crew until when. Was that Marine um, Ford? If that? Crap. That's a... No, I mean, no. Uh, when Shanks met Buggy, I think he may... Well, I actually, think... Uh, that's a good question. Because that's not information we know. We just see him kind of rising up in the ranks, but we but don't we necessarily know, know why. But I think before, we knew that Shanks and Buggy knew each other. But we don't. We never knew how. That's true. So, that true. So that's the thing. Is like, yeah, you can kind of put these pieces together and figure it out. But like mm. at the same point, there's still some shock value there. Of course. No, no. I mean, obviously, because we're, we're watching and reading One Piece from in chronological order. Correct. But, but if, I'm someone, saying, if someone just sits here and tells you all this, it's like... Yeah, you're like, damn, this dude's probably... Like, what is he, top three strongest in One Piece? Like, this dude's got to be a problem. This but, man's probably top 500, and he's not in the double digits. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. You, you're, you're, you're thinking, damn, this dude is a fucking problem. But, again, of course, that's how the government looks at him, which is hilarious. They're like, yo, this dude, like... It shows how stupid they are. Well, I can't say it's how stupid they are, because... When you're looking at things from the outside, when you're not actually there, because because Marines and pirates are t- like they live two totally different lives. So when you're looking at it from the outside and you're seeing the things that he's doing, and, we, and it's not like you have a Marine with Buggy like 
damn, this dude's a fucking fraud. Like, you're just looking at it from the outside. You're like, damn, he escaped and fell down. Damn, he's part of Marine Ford. Damn, this dude, he, he got two former warlords. He's used to, and a former warlord too. And he got them under his command? Nah, he's a pro. Like, we got to get rid of this guy. Bro, they think Buggy caused or came up with the plan for the escape. I know. I know. It's just... <laughs> but again... Mind you, mind you, the reason the escape happened is because Luffy went in. All right? Luffy mm. went in to go save his brother. Yeah. Found out his brother wasn't there anymore, so he ended up escaping, surprisingly, by the grace of God, he escaped... I mean, Luffy lost. had help. He, oh, he had help. Though. He had help. Yes. Oh, oh he had 100%, help. 100% he had help. But Buggy was there and he... he yeah, he was, benefited He got lucky. Me. Why do you think Buggy was in that position when everyone else that escaped, Crocodile escaped, Jimbei escaped, uh, Ivankov, because they all escaped. Why do you think Buggy was in charge of that? That's well, the crazy thing to me. I can't, okay, I can't give a legitimate reason, but I can give you a hypothesis. Because all of these characters that were there, most of them anyways... They're very low-key kind of characters. Like, they're not one that really care. So you either have people that don't care for uh, overall media or, like, how people perceive them. Mm-hmm. That would be Luffy. That would be Crocodile. And you also have, you also have a combination of people that kind of want to be low-key a little bit. So Exactly. You, they're, not, they're, not, they're not people that are out to say, we did this. You know? So if there's nobody out there saying, this is what we did. This is something that we've done. Then the government's going to kind of make their own narrative and be like, okay, he must be, you know, we only see him or whatever. He must be the, the, um, the scapegoat, the scapegoat because the, Buggy, the genius behind it. Exactly. Cause Buggy out of all of them is the loudest. He's the loudest and his crew is the loudest too, because they suck off to him. <laughs> so by that definition, and again, this is all a hypothesis. This is nothing like concrete, whatever. This is yeah. what it is. This is just, uh, this is just again a hypothesis based on things that I've seen in the show. Mm-hmm. So based off of the, like everyone else's personalities, they're not loud, vibrant personalities. Buggy is. Buggy is kind of a loud personality, and again, like I said, his crew is like, oh my god, Buggy's the most amazing. And as you saw with the latest chapter, they will go at they will go above and beyond to put Buggy on a high pedestal. Yep. So when you have that, and they're, and, and Lone, they're probably hyping up Buggy the whole time too. So when you have that, it makes sense that they would think that Buggy was the one that implemented it because he's the loudest out of everybody. He's the loudest behind Luffy. I mean, Luffy's loud, but Luffy is never the one to be like, this is what I've done. Yeah. Like Luffy is more like, you help me, I will go, more, I will go out of my way to help you. Yeah, that's that's Luffy's personality, and again, like Jinbei is low key and all that, so that actually doesn't surprise me. So okay, so let I think. Uh, so thoughts onto the next arc. Um, the thing that the thing that's really bothering me is the guy marked by flame. I don't know yeah. who that is. That's bugging me a lot. People say Sabo, I'm like, but Sabo doesn't make any sense because Sabo hasn't really shown. Any interest to get the One Piece? And on top of that, he's a revolutionary. And when we don't even know why he might know anything about the Road Pontyglyph and when what connection he might have to Kid. Precisely. Precisely. I was, I was watching a video uh, from BDA Law. I don't know if we can say his name or not. I, I, I know BDA Law. Yeah. He, he's very good with. Uh, he's very good at breaking down One Piece. Yeah. So he was saying one of his guesses is uh, Mad Monk. Um, Rogue. Yes. And the reason he says that is because the man marked by fire. 
why does it have to be a burn? Why can't it be tattoos? Because mm. his tattoos kind of look like fire. Like, not 100%, but, yeah. like, this, this was just, like, a hypothesis he was having. So I kind of found that interesting, and we also haven't seen much of him. But So why? And we also know that he was in Whole Cake Island around the time, if not before, Kid was. But and he beat, uh, what's his face, Snack, or... Yeah, he beat Snack. Kid is not one to really call people by nicknames, though. Not really. But... but true. So, if... Because he knows Urogue. They all, like, the, the, the worst generation, they all know each other. Mm-hmm. So, I think if it was Urogue, he'd just say Urogue. He wouldn't say the man marked by flame to make Urogue, like... Because Urogue... I mean, to me, he's whatever. I mean, not to say he's weak because he took down one of Big Mom's uh, command, not yeah, Big Mom's yeah. commanders. But man, marked by and I mean, because he would have to be—he's he, clearly like up there in terms of strength. Correct. So because I don't think somebody that's too. taken down by Big Mom's commander would have such a high title, unless Urog has gotten such a crazy buff since then. I don't know. Maybe then. Maybe that would justify. But I can't envision Urog. So my, the only, the only guess that I can really have is that it's a completely new character mm-hmm. from an from an era that we know about from a, from a rocks yep. from rocks crew or maybe Rogers. yeah or a rival or maybe even a rival of Whitebeard from back in the day. He was also saying it might be um, Scopper Gabon. I think his name is Oh Gabon. Yeah. Uh. Because I think he, I think he has a burn, but then he was also on the ship with Roger and Rayleigh, got to Laugh Tale, mm. so he knows what it is. Okay. So he can give that clue. Um, but he was like, maybe, maybe he's like similar to Rayleigh, where he wants to like help the new generation, or he's on the other side where he kind of want to keep, he wants to keep his distance, but like he'll do things here and there to help out the new generation. Okay. So it could be him as well. So the, the, these are theories that he had, but ultimately it kind of comes down to Akainu for characters that we know. Mm. So okay. Yeah, because and Akainu to me doesn't make sense either. Because not, he's magma, not flames. No, not not um Akainu. My fault. Akiji. Aokiji. Oh Aokiji doesn't make sense to me either. Really? Because Aokiji like what okay, so in in everything we've known about Aokiji, him going after the one piece has never been a thing. Fair, yes, but also if he truly is still part of the Marines and just part of S.W.O.R.D., mm. and he's infiltrating and kind of getting information from Blackbeard's crew, and you know Blackbeard's after the One Piece, yeah, maybe he's feeding that information, and you know somehow, somewhere in that network, like it's known that Aokiji's not really part of Blackbeard's crew, he's just finding information. Somehow Killer and Kid got that information. Mm. And you saw the way Law looked too. Yeah. So maybe Law knows something because he was a former warlord. That makes sense. The, these s- are these are all just kind of like thoughts that I'm thinking, but I I can't uh, I s- it makes sense. I mean that definitely makes sense because yeah, it's uh, not like the whole, out the window. Yeah, because the kid and law navy connections that that does make sense. I cannot I I, I personally think it's a whole new character, but hey, if it's Aokiji, then it wouldn't be the first time I've been wrong. But, um, okay, I think we should go on and tackle the Dragon Ball Super Superhero Review. Your favorite. Oh, yeah, my fucking favorite. Which, uh, pretty much, lo and behold, Dragon Ball film about Gohan getting his groove back. Uh, Red Ribbon Army, 
The Red Ribbon Army is, you know, they're out to up to no good again. And Piccolo finds out, you know, what they're up to. And in turn, Piccolo uses this as an opportunity for, again, Gohan to get his groove back. Uh, pretending to kidnap Pan and all that. So I want to start off by saying this. All right. <laughs> this movie was rated really well on Rotten Tomatoes. This is not a 90% movie. The, the, the fact that this movie... Was that audience or critics? But audience was 95%. Critics was 91%. Interesting. I want to say, critics, uh, this is not a better movie than Broly. Stop. Like, the, if this got a 91, Stop Broly should be 100. <laughs> it should be 100. Stop it. Like, stop the nonsense. <laughs> Dragon Ball Super Broly was that much better of a fucking film, was that much better of a film than Superhero. Yep. Having said all that, though, Superhero is not a bad film. It's a good time. From beginning to end, I was entertained. I first saw the movie Bootleg. Yep. I would say that that was not quite a great experience. And of course, it was also, uh, there was also translated. Um, it was translated as well. Yep. So uh, some of the translations kind of get lost in content because, again, it's not even like it's official translations. I'm going to some site to to translate the um to translate well yeah. to, to read the translations. Yeah. But when I got the theater experience, it was a better experience and it was actually funny. Like yeah. I found the movie to be comedic. Did I you liked, watch it dubbed or subbed? I watched it uh dubbed. Okay. I watched it dubbed. So I I enjoyed it a lot more. It was again it was actually pretty funny. The the jokes with Piccolo wanting the like the dolls. He's like, I'm tired of these damn dolls or whatever. <laughs> like I really like the fact that it was a movie that wasn't focused on Goku and Vegeta because that has been some of my critique for Dragon Ball Super. Yep. Again, not that it's a not bad thing. Not enough for the supporting characters. It's always the main characters. Always, always, always. We exactly. Don't see and yeah, and they and like the side characters have like no involvement whatsoever except the moral arc, but that's in the manga. But they have no uh, real involvement, and I really, really like the fact that the. Side characters, especially Piccolo, find like this was centered more around him and them trying to figure things out without Goku and Vegeta. Because throughout Super, it's Goku and Vegeta solving all their problems, mm -hmm. and whenever they have a problem, they just go to Goku and Vegeta. Yep. So, and they even tried to do that for this movie. But I love the fact that Goku and Vegeta, it's like nigga, they're not available. Figure it out for yourselves. Pretty much. And so that's that's what Piccolo pretty much did, which is what I loved. I love that part of the movie. Very entertaining. It shows that he isn't always reliant on them. Exactly. Exactly. He's, he's one of the only people that isn't reliant on them. And he knows that, like, you know, we have to also step up to the plate and take care of whatever we need to take care of. Precisely. I'm here. Gohan's here. Krillin's here. Master Roshi. Like, we are some of the strongest people here. Why can't we take care of these situations? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I agree 1,000%. Uh did it, well, did I have any issues? Oh, well, ah, I'm thinking all over the place. Another thing <laughs> I loved about the movie. <laughs> the other thing I loved about the movie. Again, like I said, it was it was comedic. It was. Uh, I mean, again, it was. It's not a bad movie. It's very personable to me. Mm -hmm. uh, I I mean, even the my, the minor uh, interaction we got. I love the fact that Broly was like involved. Yeah. In this movie, even though not in a big recurring role, but it, it makes it me feel that Broly is going to have. 
a role. Like yes. he wasn't just a one-off character in Broly and they're just going to leave him on some planet somewhere. No. He's actually looking on how to control his power. Yeah, I love it shows that. that he's going to be important for upcoming roles. And hopefully, like, I, I kind of hope this movie is canon, even though like it said it's not, but I hope it's canon and it comes after this arc that we just ended, the granola arc. Oh, God. Um, as, much, as much as you may not like the arc, which I, I understand because it started off well. The way it mm. ended, eh. But for granola, uh, yeah, because again, like I've mentioned before, because now we're talking about the manga. Yeah. Uh, but kind, kind of relating to that, if it is canon, it shows that Broly's going to be important. It shows that he's actually undergoing training. Mm. And it shows that, you know, hopefully the, these forms that Piccolo and Gohan have, these new forms, are actually going to be reoccurring in some way and going to be important. Um, oh, fuck, I lost my train of thought. It shows all that. And, you know, hopefully, you know, we can see either Vegeta or uh, Piccolo or um, Gohan, all four of them kind of training together to really hone these skills and hone these new forms and powers that they have. Agreed, agreed. Because I would argue that uh, Dragon Ball Z was at its best when the side characters are more involved. Cell arc. Yeah, Cell arc, uh, Saiyan saga, yep. androids, uh, not, not, uh, not android, um, Namek saga. Side characters had a very had very big roles. Whether it was Piccolo, whether it was Gohan as a Trunks. kid, Kr even Krillin, even Krillin had a role. L look, Krillin, we can we can debate is probably not one of the strongest Z fighters, but. Krillin still was important to the story of Z. I'll he, disagree on that. I think he's top five strongest, not like top five strongest humans. No, okay. When I say weakest, I'm saying compared to everyone else in the cast. I'm saying compared to Goku, compared to Vegeta, compared to Piccolo, okay. compared to... So we're, we're talking about people all around within it. All not around just, Z. Not just humans. Yeah. Okay. Be because even, even throughout all the arcs, Krillin was not... Again, he clearly was not one of the strongest, but Krillin still found a way to be relevant within the story. So in the Namek Saga... Well, not Namek Saga. And, uh, Saiyan Saga. Yep. Krillin... Clearly was not stronger than Goku. He clearly wasn't stronger than Raditz. He clearly wasn't... Well, not Raditz. Uh, Nappa. He clearly wasn't stronger than Vegeta. Oh, but Krillin was still important. He was still important on pushing the plot forward. Yep. He still helped like the plot, again, go forward. Yeah. Still very important. Like Krillin wasn't just some bystander that just watched everything happen. Nope. He was still involved in the action. Namek Saga, very much involved in the action. He helped against Goldo. He helped against the uh, was it the Ginyu Force? Some yeah. of the Ginyu Force? Yeah. Honestly, no, forget all that. His his role right there was pretty much to help uh what's his face? Goku become a Super Saiyan. That was it. And I, I want I don't want to say that was it because that kind of diminishes everything that he did, but like that that was the important factor that we saw I mean that ended up that being arc. his role but my point being is that even though Krillin was not like this top tier fighter mm -hmm. he was still he still had important roles within the arc android arc still had very important roles within the arc Correct. that even though you were like oh oh my god Tian Shenhan like Tian Shenhan especially in the in the cell saga he was just like, yo, let me stall Cell. I know I can't do anything, but let me at least do something for this arc. Again, every character, Piccolo, oh my God, Piccolo, very integral to each arc. You could arc, even Boo, as a mentor, helping with Fusion. Every character plays their part, and with Super, there's not, 
There's not a lot of that. It's mostly it doesn't utilize them. Exactly. It's Goku and Vegeta, and that's it. The only time they were really any side character was utilized, at least in the anime that we've seen, was uh, Tournament of Power. Precisely. Okay, so, so I and then I also want to get into things I didn't really like about the movie. Yeah. Uh, it definitely I didn't like how the forms were. I wasn't a huge fan of how Piccolo got his power up. Uh, I I would have preferred for Dende to just be able to have that ability. Now I get it, he's supposed to be an elder, but I'm like, you freaking you freaking uh. You, you you twist what the Dragon Balls can do all the time. Why can't you twist what Dende can do? Why can't Dende just be a prodigy? He, unlo- he unlocks Fair. Piccolo's potential instead of gathering all seven Dragon Balls, which, I mean, which, which makes the power-up feel cheap because it's just like, okay, so why not just wish for the Red Ribbon Army to just go away instead of wishing that? Like, you know what I'm saying? So it just kind of feels like that power-up was kind of cheap. Oh, and I'm going to give you a little extra too. Eh, that... I was, me personally, I wasn't a big, a big fan of that. Uh, this was nostalgia bait 1,000%. They clearly used, they clearly used scenes from, uh, from the from Cell Dragon games. From, oh, from, from, from oh, the Cell, cell games. games too, when, yeah, when, yeah. when, when, when Gohan turned beast or whatever. Yeah. Literally a Super Saiyan 2 ripoff. And they, they used the the same scene that you know that line scene when he turned up like when his eye when the oh. lines go across his eyes yeah. turn Super Saiyan two they used the same thing for him to go to go beast uh, they used I wasn't I was again I wasn't a huge fan of using Cell but it wasn't even Cell if you're going to use Cell like because that was one of the things that was advertised for this movie Cell is back oh my God Cell is back but I'm but it's just like okay if you're going to use Cell and this is one of the reasons that's attracting people to the theaters at least use Cell. You could have had a totally different villain. Yep. You could have had a totally different design. Yep. Name them something else, and you would have been fine because this was pretty much a mindless monster. If the two, if the two gammas like were the villains and they fused, like I would have been fine with that too. You know, I would have because they're with new that too. villains, new characters, and a new challenge that they would have to step up for. Fine. And you know what? I actually wish the movie was involved more towards the gammas because I actually like the gammas. Yeah. I like the gammas and the way that they uh they developed throughout the movie. That was pretty cool. I mean, it was it was typical, oh my god, I thought we were fighting for the right side, but we're not. Mm-hmm. And then we're gonna team up with you. Uh, I hated the fight. Fu- like the final battle was another thing that bothered me. And I know we're <laughs> running short on time <laughs> a little bit, but the final battle, it was cool, but the thing that I cannot stand. They continue to make a fucking joke out of Gotenks, bro. Like, that uh, bothered me so much. I'm like, bro, if you're going... To, like, to me, it's like, at this point, if you're going to use Gotenks... And I understand it's for co- comedic effect. That's fine. You you used Android 18. Krillin was there. Piccolo in his new form. Gohan in his new form is there. I'm like, Boma. if you're going to... Boma. Yeah, nigga. Boma. Boma's there. So I'm like, if you're gonna use Gotenks, I would much rather you him Gotenks not be there at all than for you to have Gotenks there. Be the butt of the joke. Just to be the butt of the fucking jokes. I'm like, go t- like, bro, Gotenks has not had an epic moment since Super Bowl. That's like 20 fucking years, bro. bro. That's 20 plus fucking years. Honestly, I was so hyped to see him, see them, uh, Goten and Trunks, and mm. then. They just made him the butt of the joke, and I was pissed. I, that that was the first time I got annoyed during that movie. Yeah, and and and, and, the, and the fun, you know, and the thing is, I saw Goten and took them like, Lord, they're probably gonna make them. Well, 
I actually I read the sport I was spoiled before then, but I, so I, I got annoyed automatically. Like go that go tanks is just another joke. He was a when he made the cameos in Super, he was just another fucking joke then too. So I'm right. like, why can't go like why can't we make other characters relevant? Like, and I yes. get it. This was this was a go this was a Piccolo and Gohan movie. Clearly fine. This is, that's fine. But make the like don't make go tanks a joke. Don't make you him a joke. use him for real because we know he's an OD character. We know that. How they get out of the hyperbolic time chamber when Super Boo locked him in? Go tank. Nigga, that's one of the best. Ugh, that's one of the best bro, moments in fucking Dragon Ball Z, bro. You scream like that and you open a portal to get out? Under no underrated. Underrated moments in Dragon seriously, Ball Z, bro. bro. Absolutely. I, I know, underrated. I know we're short on time. So Overall, what would you rate this movie? Because I know you said the second time you watched it was a little more entertaining for you. I, you know what? I am willing to go as far as to give it a seven. Okay, I'm willing to, to give it a seven. It's not a terrible movie. Max said that Bio Broly's better in no in no way in any dimension in any multiverse is Bio Broly better than this movie. Hell, Bio Broly is god awful. But would I watch this movie again? No, I would not watch this movie again. But it's it's a fine movie though. It's not a bad movie. Like it gets you from point A to point B. Yep. You're gonna be entertained. Yep. Fights are okay. The 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 animation, the the 3D animation, it's hit or miss. It's whatever. I like, didn't mind that style. Me neither. It's it's one of those where it's like it doesn't bother me, but if it never came back, I wouldn't care. Because yeah. I love the animation for Broly so much. Oh, that, that animation was fantastic. Bring that back. Bro. Please bring that back. That was wild. Yeah. So seven out of ten for me. It's All a right. solid movie. I I did give it the same thing actually. I I know Max was like you're being way too generous and then kind of went off. But no, yeah, you, seven out of ten is my my rating. For you that. definitely have to watch it in the theater. It's with the because I think the English dub, in my opinion, is the is the best version. When I watch the English dub, especially I under like uh, the things are actually officially translated. Mm -hmm. The jokes. Uh, the they jokes hit different. They, they hit different because I actually understand more of the context instead of like the the translation. Yep. So, yeah, I I really enjoyed the th like when I watched it in theaters, I really enjoyed it. So yeah, seven out of ten for me. All right. So so uh, decent movie for the most part. All right. All right. So with that, we are about to do a draft and uh, for fantasy. Fantasy and football. Loser has to eat, I guess, the world's spiciest chip out of. Uh, the six of us. So, here is hoping that I don't lose. I'm I'm not looking forward to listen. As as show. long as long as I'm like four or five, I don't care. I'm hip. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to be number one, but I just don't want to be number six. That's it. I feel that, bro. But I with that, that, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. I know it was a little rushed, but yeah, here we are. Um, enjoy, comment, like, subscribe, and share. Thank yeah. you guys for listening, and have a great have a fantastic day. <laughs>